What is up, everybody? You are listening to One Bourbon, One Scotch, Two Beards. I'm Daniel, and this is my co-host, Ryan. Yo. And I just caught him off guard, accidentally. <laughs> Sorry about <laughs> yeah, I was, that. Uh, I was big-eyed there. You were not ready for that, were you? All right. Okay, so what we have planned for today is our top five scariest movies, in our opinion. Yeah, yeah. I did mine, like we were talking about it before we went on air here. And I'm going to do my top five that kind of were scary to me as a child and like preteen, like, you know, um, early on in my life. See, what, what I'm going to do is these are five movies that I, well, one of them's modern, but the other four are movies that scared me when I was younger, but still have an effect on me now. Sounds good, man. So, um, not everybody's taste in horror movie is the same, but, you know, absolutely, it's, it's always fun to hear what other people have to say, what they like, what they don't like about this. Kind of like pick at it. Sure. Yeah, so, absolutely. What's uh, scary to one might not be scary at all. But before we get into our topic, we have some housekeeping to get out of the way. Clean it up. And first we will start with, let's start with, because I'm excited about this, our beer. Sounds good. And this time it's not a beer, it's a hard seltzer. And since it is spooky season, we have what is called trick or treat hard seltzer. These are cool. Brewed by Grayscale Brewing Company in Cincinnati, Ohio. And what this is is there's six cans here. Four of them are treats and two of them are tricks. So I'm guessing the tricks taste like shit. So be prepared for that. And on each one, they have a cryptid because the theme for these are cryptids. And so we got the frog man. We got the goat man. We got the chupacabra. We got, you pronounced that one. Mapanjaguara. Uh, Hope you get that one. Um, the Jersey Devil and the Mothman. My favorite. Of course. My of favorite. Course. You remember when we went to a... Yeah, we've been to the Mothman Museum. Yeah. I went there again like two years ago with Megan. Me and her just like on a weekend early in October. We're like, let's go do something fun. So we decided to go to West Virginia, go to the Mothman Museum. They changed it. from It's not in the same place. They went to a building across the street. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it bigger? No, not, oh, a little bit. A little bit? A little bit, yeah. I haven't been since we went. It's, it's really cool to uh, look at. I've drove by it. We drove by the statue out front and everything like yeah. that, but we didn't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, that Point Pleasant, that little town is actually pretty interesting to walk around. Like, uh, the day we went there was, like, October 10th, and then, like, there's this plaque out there, like, this big, like, building or monument or whatever, and it was, like, about a battle or something that took mm-hmm. place there on October 10th. Yeah, my grand- really well, my grandma's um, husband, no, my grandma's father, um, actually was working on the Ohio. He drowned in the Ohio River. Really? Yeah. Yeah, right there in Gallipolis. That's that's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. And then her second <laughs> husband was electrocuted over in Ferrisburg. You got any more? No. God no. dang. We're going to make a podcast about them. <laughs> right. But, okay, so what I have here is I'm going to make a little bit of a game out of it. We have a bowl here with pieces of paper with the name of each cryptid, and we're going to draw um, and this was Megan's idea. I like this idea. So I thought this would be kind of fun. And since it was recently my birthday, I will go first. That sounds good to me. 
You pick the beer, you can go first. Let's see here. What do I get? What do I Fuck get? your birthday. <laughs> I got the one I wanted. The Chupacabra. The Chupacabra. All right. Go ahead and pick yours. Let's see what I come up with. Hey, I did good on your birthday this year. You did damn good. We're going to get into that. Goat with an axe. Uh, we didn't know what it was at first, so actually it is the Goat Man. Oh, Goat Man. And the other one that was a goat is the Jersey Devil. Oh, so, the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you got the Goat Man. Okay, so this right here says it's the Chupacabra, 1995 Puerto Rico. Eight sheep found dead, completely drained of blood. And there's a little stat about it. Like, its height is three feet, one inches. Um, the weight is 40 to 80 pounds. And its interests are keto and psychedelics. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. It's like a psychedelic chupacabra. Yeah. Goat sucker. All right. So mine is Goatman, 1980s Kentucky. It's hypnotic. I know. It's kind of hard to read because it's like shiny. It's hypnotic croon kept them frozen on the tracks. And then its stats are height, eight foot tall, weight, 310 pounds. That's a huge bitch. Interests are carpentry, karaoke, and being the greatest of all time, much like the man drinking it. (laughs) All right, you ready? Ready. Let's go. Please don't be a trick. Oh, my gosh. This smells like pumpkin. Hey. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, man. Here we go. No. <laughs> What's it taste like? Panther piss. Panther piss. That's very specific, <laughs> man. Um, oh, I, I don't know if mine is a trick or it just doesn't taste the greatest. There's not a lot of flavor to it. What if the trick is they all taste bad? <laughs> yeah, there's no treat about this one. You know what? I don't think mine is either. Did we really pull the tricks out? You want to try it? Yeah, here. There, I kind of slobbered on that one. Slob on my knob. Corn on the cob. Oh, wait a minute. Yours smells really good. It doesn't taste good. It smells like butterscotch. Yours is good. Yours isn't bad. Give me my bag. Yours tastes like butterscotch, though. That's what I'm smelling is butterscotch. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. right. I was thinking pumpkin, but it's definitely butterscotch. Okay, so we'll stay with that. Um, We also, let's let's get into what we've been up to. And I also want to do a little mini review. I watched Hellraiser, the new one, last week. Oh, yeah, sure. We got our random fact of the week. We got your trivia questions. We got our lock results, which. So let's go ahead and get into what have you been up to? Oh, man. So, you know, your birthday was last week. Mm -hmm. Amber's birthday was last week. Mm -hmm. Um, Super happy to celebrate with both you guys. You guys mean a lot to me, as you know. Um, For her birthday, we went up to her parents' house to spend the evening with our mom and dad and uh, just had a nice, relaxing uh, day. Um, And then for your birthday, we went and seen Iron Maiden. 
Iron Fucking Maiden. That's been a long time coming. Yes, uh, it has been. Very good show. A lot of fun. Uh, awesome. Rock and Roll Granny. I hope Rock and Roll Granny's doing okay. Oh, man. We should have stuck around and see if she made it out alive. Yeah. Okay, so where we were sitting, we were at the top of the section. Club level. Yeah, club level. And before Iron Maiden came on, there was this old lady that got pushed around in a wheelchair. And... They pulled her up because I was sitting on the end. Mm-hmm. They pulled her up, and I thought there ain't no damn way. She gets up, and you can hear her like snap, crackle, and pop, man. She, All the way it, down, having to hold on to that rail. She that poor to, lady. It probably took her, and I'm not kidding, a good 10, 15 minutes to get down there. Get down to her seat because they set the second to first row. So they were in row number two. My thing is, Iron Maiden has all sorts of fans. Oh, yeah, we've man, seen them. Well, yeah, we rah, 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 rah. they all sound the same, but we yeah, did us not included. We did not expect someone like her. Not at all. So, not at all. God rest, uh, or God, God bless, not God rest. Excuse me, <laughs> bitch died. Apparently, <laughs> no, no, no. I meant God bless, rock and roll grandma. Yeah, uh, Iron Maiden was a fantastic show. They were everything I wanted them to be. Got a couple pictures up on the old uh, Instagram yeah. and the uh, Facebook. And um, when they had Eddie out there swinging the sword, mm-hmm. and stuff, it was it was a great show. Yeah. Um, and who, what band was it that opened for him? With, within Temptation. They sounded really good. She was really good. Really she had good, good vocals. Um, the one loser in this whole situation is I'm tired of spending a hundred dollars on four beers. <laughs> Shit pisses me off, man. <laughs> but um, okay, so yeah, I just turned thirty three years old. And I'm very, very happy. I'm very blessed to get that far. Um, I used to be one of those people that used to dread getting older. But it was kind of Megan that changed my mind on the whole situation. That that I'm getting to an age that a lot of people don't make it to. That a lot of people would kill to make it to. And I should be happy that I'm still alive. I'm still living my life. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. Um. But we went to Red Lobster and the Shrimp. Yeah. And uh, she got me a cake, and I am not proud, but I ate that whole son of a bitch. Um, I hooked Amber up. She's been wanting a black Ohio State jersey. So I have her a black Ohio State jersey on the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it didn't make it in time. Like, the I, shipping on it is what, ridiculous. Uh, what number? Two. Two. Mecca Abugua. Um. Other than that, I mean, work's been a pain in the ass. Really nothing good there. Hey, um, big win for the West Virginia Mountaineers last night. Oh, my God. I can't. I've seen that. Ah, I was like, that was a crazy game. Bitch, man. I took Baylor, dude. Really good game. So, our locks, our locks did not do good. No. We had a push. So, we're still at me owing you one tall boy. One tall boy. Um, I haven't even decided on what my lock's going to be today. I got mine. I'm staying in the Big 12. Oh, God. All right. Um, let's um, let's go ahead and get into the random fact of the week. Okay. And there was a couple facts that I wanted to pick from, and it was tough. But I decided on this one. The Exorcist. You really don't enjoy that, do you? No. It's pretty rough to drink. That's bad because I think that's actually a treat. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, mine tastes like sour 
ass. <laughs> um, I'll talk to Megan about that one off air. The Exorcist was the first horror film to be nominated for the Best Picture Oscar. The horror genre has never gotten much love from the Academy, though there are still it still seems that there is a bias against scary movies during award season. The Exorcist, though, earned 10 Oscar nominations in 1974, including Best Supporting Actress for Linda Blair, who was just 15 years old at the time. Wow. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's pretty yeah, 10, pretty that's wild. a lot, man. Yeah, especially back lot. then. Yeah. But the other fact I was going to say, I told, told Megan last night, what was, what was the fact? I don't know, maybe it'll come back to me. But um, let's get into your trivia. What do you got for us? Yeah, so this week's trivia. You stopped, you completely shut me out last, last episode. Let's see if I can go two shows in a row. Okay. This famous director also created Mask for rock icon Corey Taylor and WWE superstar Bray Wyatt. Now, what's the question again? Which famous director? A direct that, is a director or it's a director. He is a director that also created masks for rock icon Corey Taylor and WWE superstar Bray Wyatt. Name the director. See, this is tough because I was going to say Tom Savini. Okay. Um, but I don't know if he ever directed a movie. So, mask, mask, mask. Famous. John Carpenter. Always stick with your gut. What? Tom Savini. Tom Savini? Yes, and I'm I still believe it that. was Evil Dead he directed. No, he didn't direct Evil Dead. He directed... He directed something. I don't know what it is. Because I, oh, I, I couldn't remember, but... Um, no, nah, Evil Dead was directed by... What's-his-face that directed the Spider-Man, um, Spider-Man movies. The first Spider-Man movies. I can't remember his name. But uh, I'm still taking that one. Dawn of the Dead. My bad. Oh, he directed Dawn of the Dead? Yes. Okay, cool. Now, he's really famous for like his special effects, like gory special effects. Yes, He's yeah. really good. Like, Well, I mean, look at some of the stuff he's done, just like Bray Wyatt's Fiend Mask. Like, that. that's incredible. Oh, man, that's definitely a fucking trick. Oh, dude. I got the trick. It almost tastes like vinegar. Oh, <laughs> gross. No, yeah, Tom Savini's really talented. We just watched a couple weeks ago Maniac, the original one. Yeah, yeah. And, like, he plays a character that gets his head blown off with a shotgun. It's so damn cool. The old I mean, it just splatters. Shotgun to the head. Yeah. Um, I'm taking that one, though. I'm yeah, taking I'll, that I'll, one. Give you par- I'll give you partial credit. Nah. Partial. Okay. Because you said John Carpenter. All right, but I did say Tom Savini John Claude Van Carpenter. All right, so what's the next question? Um, that was it. I just had the one. Just had the one. Yep, one trivia question this week. I figured uh, I have the lock of the week as well. So So technically, you did not shut me out this week. No partial credit. Okay, so still not a shutout. I kicked a field goal. Yes, you kicked. (laughs) You kicked a field goal or two putted. Um, so I want to get into my little mini review of Hellraiser. Yeah, lay it on me because I have not seen it. So I I liked the original Hellraiser movie. Yeah, very good. Um it was by Clive Barker, directed it and wrote the book The Hellbound Heart. I okay. did buy the book when I was in high school and I read it. Mm-hmm. And I thought when I was reading this book, I'm like, "Damn, this book is exactly like the movie." I mean, Really? Yeah, exactly. And then I realized he wrote the book and he also directed the movie, so Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, 
I didn't go into this movie expecting much, and I mean, it was a little bit better than I expected. The acting was pretty good and believable, um, and the the Cenobites were fine. And I thought Pinhead was. You say Cenobon? Don't get excited. Oh. Cenobites. Um, but Pinhead this time was played by a female, and not Doug Bradley. Okay. And honestly, she did a great job. Very eerie, really cool. Um, overall, I don't think the movie left much of an impact for me, especially compared to the original. But with that being said, I do think it's good enough to recommend someone to watch at least once. At least once? At least once. I'll, I'll probably check it out. It, it's. I think it runs about like two hours, so it's a little bit longer than you expect. But overall, I would probably give it a three out of five. I have to find a time when Amber's not home to watch it. Yeah. Now, um, I wanted to go see Terrifier 2, and you knew that. Yeah, Terrifier 2. They're handing out barf bags. People are leaving the theater throwing up. Like it's really? Bad. It's I that get, bad. Yeah. So it's you can't stream it right now, and it's only in select theaters. That's ha- weird, isn't it? Yeah, it happens to be... Showing at the Marcus Theater. Oh, yeah. And I thought about going to see it tomorrow. I was hoping Megan would watch the first one. Well, I was at work, but I don't think she did. So, um, I don't know. I might go see it tomorrow. Cool. Two and a half hours long, though. The first one wasn't even an hour and a half long. But, uh, and it's got Chris Jericho in it, apparently. Yeah, Chris Jericho. Our guy. All right. So, I think that's it for housekeeping. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Oh, so... This kind of ties into a little bit of, I got a little story for you. Okay. I had a nightmare last night. I barely ever dream, you know that. But when I have dreams, they're like very vivid and very like creepy. And you just happened to be in my dream last night. Ooh la la. You were dressed up as a clown. And you had white face paint all over your head. And you're bald. So, it, and you didn't have a beard though. That's pretty sad. Even in your dream, I can't have fucking hair. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> but no, you were like, had this white face paint and like black under your eyes. And you got out of like this little tiny, like car. And you said, I'm here. And then Megan come and she was dressed up, but she was in like this business suit. And I was standing there, and you guys are just like, you. And you had a little top hat thing on, like the side of your head, like almost like the Hills Have Eyes guy or whatever. But it honestly, sounds like Terrifier. He has a little hat on the side. And of maybe side. that's what because I seen a picture of that the other day. I don't know where I came up with it, but it was you. And it creeped me out so bad. I like the little finger I woke, you gave me there. <laughs> it was you. <laughs> I woke up and I told Amber. I said he looked like he was trying to diddle little kids. What the shit? I'm, I'm fucking kidding. That's, <laughs> that's a fucked up joke. Okay. I, oh, God. But dude. what would make me dream something like that? I don't know. Some dreams are just random as hell. Now, I'm going to have a couple. I'm going to talk about a couple of my dreams for some of these movies. Oh, okay. And, yeah. you, and you, I've told you and Amber and Megan this one before. Yeah, in Michigan when yeah. we went up there. Yeah. So I'm going I'm to repeat that one, but. Okay, I gotta take this last swig of this stupid. I'm trying to get this bad boy down. This butter, right. butterscotch badass, or whatever you want to call it. Okay, take this last swig here. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh man, this is that is some straight up vinegar, dude. I hope oh. the rest of these are good. 
Oh, man. That's my eyes are watering. All right. Let's draw for another one. I should, probably shouldn't have crunched that. We're going to take a picture, but whatever. Oh. All right. Frogman. Oh, nice. What's Frogman? The frog holding the. Oh, yeah. Frogman. Mothman. Ah, the Mothman. All right, Ryan, tell us about the Frogman. All right. The Frogman is from Ohio. What year? 1955. Noticing the salesman, they waved their wand. His stats are height, 5'2". Five, 4'2". Two. Two. His weight, 680,000 tadpoles. <laughs> God damn, that's heavy. <laughs> His interest, roller skating and spirituality. Not to be confused with Turtle Man. Yee yee. So I have the Mothman, and that's 1966, West Virginia. Couples see man-sized bird, creature, something. Excuse me. That smell pretty good? Go ahead. Does that smell like a frog coochie? Go ahead. (laughs) The height is 6'6". The weight, that's rude. And the interest is ambient rock and structural engineering. Oh, right up my alley. Okay. Oh, dude. Mine smells like root beer. Smell mine. Smell mine. Sucker. (laughs) Oh. That does smell like root beer. That smells so delicious. Oh, my gosh. Yours. It smells like panther piss. I know. I just drank panther piss. Dude, that smells rotten. That was goat piss. Now I got frog piss. I got all the animal pisses (laughs) over here. Dude, you know what that kind of reminds me of? The smell of burnt hair. Why do you oh. know what burnt hair smells like? You've never burnt hair before? Not really. Accidentally, like, caught something on your arm or whatever? Uh, I guess, but it's been You've like never that. caught your beard on fire at all? Oh, yeah, because I just sit there and I take a lighter and light my beard. <laughs> I, I did it accidentally at work. Oh, dude, that stinks, man. Better you than me. Better taste the uh, delectable. Mine smells like rubber. I love it. All right. It doesn't taste as bad as it smells. But it doesn't taste Mine doesn't great. taste as good as it smells. Maybe that's the catch. Maybe it is, dude. Yeah, mine don't taste as good as it smells. Try that. All right. Oh, God, that stinks. So it stinks really bad. bad. Nah, dude. God, that's awful. It's like they're both bad. Dude, yours is bad, bad. It kind of burns. Yeah, it does burn, dude. It, Why does it burn? I about gagged it. That was bad. I ain't no bitch, though. I'm going to drink it. <laughs> but it don't taste good either. <laughs> but it's better than that, though. All right. Okay. Enough of that shit. Oh, God damn. I don't know why I did this. Um, You want to get into... Our scariest movies? Absolutely. Now, I put six down on my list, like I told you earlier. Mm-hmm. And um, I have my top five, but I also want to mention number six because it did leave an impact on me. Okay. Oh, God. 
We should have brought some mouthwash. Uh, I think I'm drinking mouthwash. If that's mouthwash, <laughs> my God. I'd rather let my teeth rot out. Okay. So, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I can start. Okay, go ahead. All right. And these are just, I'm not going to say, like, ranking. I'm just saying five. Okay. So, number five, I have. I did rank mine, though. Okay, that's cool. Number five, The Faculty. The f- we just watched that the other day. I love that movie. Okay, I, 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 anytime I see it on, I'll watch it. But it was released in 1998 and was re- directed by Robert Rodriguez. So at the time, you got to realize I was like seven or eight when I first saw it. And it had um, jo- Jordana. Is it Jordana Brewster? Jordana Brewster, yeah. Uh, Clea Duvall, Josh Hartnett, Robert Patrick. Uh, and then even uh, Christopher McDonald was in it. It had a uh, Elijah, Elijah Wood, Elijah Wood, yeah, and uh, John Stewart made an appearance yep, in yep. it. Yeah, so what a st- like a star-studded cast if you like think about it. Like not like super big-named actors, but popular actors. I think for the time, it really is like like I told you. Like me and her watched about a month ago, and uh, we were just naming off actors, naming off actresses and actors, even like the woman. The the heavier set woman with the hair. Like the oh, the played hair. the principal. No, it wasn't the principal. It was I forget. It was like a teacher or something. That's the um, nurse Debbie Reynolds, I think. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, like yes. Wasn't it like Selma Hayek that was not Selma Hayek. Um, who was the Selma bitch? Bouvier? Who was the bitch that played the uh, the nurse? Can't remember. Is escaping me. She was in um. From Dust Till Dawn is the the one that strips and dances. Another Robert Rodriguez movie. Yeah. But um, and we were just talking like, wow, this cast is crazy. There's a lot of like big names. Big, in this movie. yeah. There's a lot of actors in it. It's an actresses. Um, so like I said, it was like first time I seen it was like seven or eight, and I wasn't supposed to see it. My um, cousin Jamie rented it from Bueller's in Delaware. I remember this. Um, hell yeah. I stayed the night at my grandma's and she would let me watch movies like I wasn't supposed to watch and stuff like that. So I remember watching that movie with her. I can remember a couple other movies we watched together, like The Relic and um The Relic. Oh man, I haven't seen that one in forever. I had Tom Sizemore in that. Yeah. Um just like a, an array. Oh, Halloween H two O. It was around the same time. It was hard not to put this in that list because I can remember the thing that like freaked me out is like that very first scene. If you pay attention, the ice skate. No, 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 no. If you pay attention real close, you see Michael Myers walk in the background. Like you got to be really watching it. I'll have to rewatch that. Yeah. That also had Josh Hartnett in it. Yep. Yeah. Sure did. Um, It was the same year as uh, the faculty, I think. 98. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That was okay. So that was around the time of like the teenage scary movies, like all the like teenage like slasher films and stuff like that. You had like disturbing behavior, and I know what you did last summer, and of course, Scream One and Two. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really like it. It took me back to being a kid, like thinking about this movie and thinking about those movies, like. I really enjoy that old school, not so much like a hundred percent believable, but just that 
like era of movies. See, I like that movie a lot because um, it's almost like a different version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I'm going to go there with this too. And uh, the thing about this movie is it takes place in Ohio. Did you know that? Uh, is that one of your stats? Yeah, so I was going to say like, yeah, the, it was set in uh, Herring, it was Harrington High School in Ohio, mm-hmm. but it's actually filmed in Lockhart, Texas, yeah, well, yeah. which is cool. But it's just like you don't know who to trust. You start noticing people. Am I reading all your stuff? It's like you just literally have read my notes. Like, so real quick, my thing was the scariest thing to me as a kid, like a kid, was, and even a little bit today, it kind of scares me a little bit is you couldn't trust anyone that in that movie not to be an alien and like the replication of alien species run by a human skeletal system. Mm-hmm. You know, like you put an ale, like it's one thing to be like an, an alien and be like a, a alien being. But once you start putting the alien inside of a human and having them act as a human, that is what's creepy to me. It's all about like uh, paranoia and not knowing who you can trust. A hundred percent. And Robert Patrick played that football coach so well. I love Robert Patrick. I do too. I mean, the dude was the T-1000. Yeah. So I like anything. I I think he's a good actor. Yeah. He was, he had, he was in a couple episodes of the Sopranos too. He was. And he was also, uh, what movie was it? Um, Was it he in the Stone Cold movie? One of the Stone Cold movies? No, he wasn't in, uh, are you talking about the Condemned? Yeah. I just watched that the other day. He no, 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 no. Um, oh, shoot. What was the movie he was in? He was in the John Cena movie, The Marine. The Marine. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah I got was, my wrestlers wrong. Yeah, he was the main bad guy in that. Stone Cold, John Cena, The Rock. They're all one and the same. Pretty soon, Roman Reigns. I'm not watching that shit. Dude, Roman Reigns is going to be the next Jason Mimosa. Jason <laughs> Jason Mimosa. <laughs> Ain't no wonder why bitches love him. <laughs> all, right. all right. He's the tribal chief. Okay. Uh, you got anything else to add to that? Um, well, like we, like you said earlier, like uh, uh, <laughs> Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, it gives off a lot of those vibes, like old school uh, Body Snatcher vibes. Mm-hmm. Something else that I want to kind of point out about that was that soundtrack for that movie was insane. It like featured artists like the offspring, Alice Cooper, stabbing Westward, Cheryl Crow, just to like, just to name a few. I think garbage was on that like, soundtrack. Perfect example for music that was popular at the time. Yes. Like I don't know. They so, used it in the movie. I don't know so much. Alice Cooper. Was he popular at that time? I mean, no, but the song school right. schools out, but like stabbing Westward and, um, the offspring were really popular. Oh, yeah. And so was in, um, who'd you say, Cheryl Crow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, let's see. You, you done with that one? Yeah. I popped you with the Jason Mimosa thing. <laughs> Dude, that killed me. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> All right. So I had so much trouble here with my fifth movie here um, between five and six. Now, I will talk about my sixth one after we're done. Okay. Because it's not officially part of my list. But number five that sneaks in there is a movie that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. 
Signs. No way. Signs. Really? Yes. M. Night Shyamalan director, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, M. Night Shyamalan. And it has Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix in it. Yeah. And um, Joaquin Phoenix, wow. I want to say that I watched that movie on pay-per-view when we had DirecTV. And uh, that movie, I mean, I was probably, when that came out, I was probably 12. That's another one where you see like an alien walk through the cornfield. It's one of those movies that it was like all dread throughout. And you've caught very small glimpses. Like it didn't show you everything. And for kind of like a Jaws. Sure. It didn't show you too much. Like it kept you in the dark and just showed you little pieces. And there's just a couple scenes like the scene where he goes into that guy's house that like um, he catches uh, the guy caught like uh, one of the aliens in his pantry. And you're going to say pants. No. It, and uh, Mel Gibson goes in there and he looks underneath the door and he's trying to use like a knife to like see what's underneath. Oh, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it slides his hand yeah, under. Yeah. He slides his hand at her and cuts his fingers off. Dude, one of the scariest movie moments ever. Like, I just thought that movie was fantastic. It's, in my opinion, it's, how do you pronounce his name? M. Night Shyamalan or M. Night? Uh, M. M. Night um, Shillelagh. Yeah, we'll just call him Shillelagh. Yeah, M. Night Shillelagh. In my personal opinion, I think it's better than The Sixth Sense. That yeah, he, I, that, I agree. That he directed. Yeah. Um, I think it's his best movie that he's ever directed, although I do give shout out to like Devil, and I did like Old. It was not bad. Old, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't seen that in forever either. It's Another scene was when they were they were all in the basement, and they lock the basement away, and like they're using a flashlight to look around. And his son is like up against the wall, and there's like a grate there, like a like a stove or something. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, you see the hand reach over and grab him, and they like freak out. It's just a scary movie. The only complaint I have about it is I kind of wish they wouldn't have showed the aliens so much at the very end, at the mm-hmm. very like last scene. Sure, like, like I think it took away a little bit from it, the way it looked. Yeah, but. Overall, I mean... I could see that. Overall, this movie just scared me to death. And honestly, it still has a little bit of an impact on me. Like, I like Mel Gibson. I know he gets a lot of, like, you know, criticism for some of the shit he's done. But I think he's one of the best actors. Yeah, Mad Max ever. himself. Absolutely. And it's just, man, he, he... he Not directed. He acted so well in that and, like, made you believe... Like the pain he was feeling at the loss of his wife, trying to raise his children, trying yeah. to deal with what's going on in the outside world, that he lost his faith in God. I mean, just a good movie. And it absolutely is terrifying. I like that. I like Signs. I haven't seen it in quite a while, actually. So I need to probably go back and actually watch that. That's the thing. Signs would also be one of those movies that I wish I could watch for the first time over again. Yeah. You know, yeah. you ever have that happen? Like, man, I wish I could experience that over again. We watched that at a birthday party that I had for my. It was my parents had a birthday party for me, and I remember Bushy was like enthralled in it, like he was watching it. And I remember my cousin Casey came up and grabbed him from behind, and I swear to God, that son of a gun almost touched the fucking ceiling in my house. Oh, really? Scared the shit out of him. It was hilarious. 
Shout out to Casey. I shot him in the neck with a paintball. <laughs> with his back turned. <laughs> with his back turned. <laughs> oh, man. You cheap shot. I feel so bad. But, yeah, he still shot me in the leg. I let him shoot me in the leg after. Yeah. Uh, at close range. So, we're even. <laughs> All right, you're up. Do you want anything else to add to signs? Or No, I think okay. we're good on signs. Okay. Okay, number four. How fitting. The fourth kind. Ooh. Yes. I've only seen that movie once. Released in 2009 and was directed by Olentud Asunama, Nasanami, Olaf, Frozenami. Um, <laughs> I'm Olaf. <laughs> I direct. I direct movie about alien, and I am also king of winter. Jason Mimosa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I seen this movie in the theaters, and. Do you know what the four different kinds of, uh, what the fourth kind is? Like with the definition of the fourth kind? Well, see, it's tough. Like, or can you name the four different alien encounters? Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. No, I can't. Okay, go ahead. So the first kind is the sighting of a UFO. The second kind is when it's a known encounter and evidence is collected. The third kind is when contact is made with extraterrestrials, not extra testicles. Damn it. The fourth kind is an alien abduction. What I thought was so scary about this movie was they used actual video footage from interviews and uh, like hypnosis and things like that. Throughout the movie. So you got bits and pieces of live footage from these interviews they conducted with people that have encountered extraterrestrials. And that's terrifying. That is terrifying. I mean, I won't, like I said, I've only seen that movie once. Does that have, is that the one with Carrie Russell? Don't think so. I mean, (sighs) who was in that one? I didn't put down who did it. Did it have like because there's a couple for like foreign named actresses and actors. Really? Yeah. Wow. Why it I... took place in uh, Nome, Alaska, is where that all happened. It was actual stuff that went on in Nome, Alaska. Because I know Carrie Russell was in like an alien movie. I can't remember what it was called. That Kurt Russell's wife. Uh, I think it's like. I don't think so, no. His wife or whatever is Goldie Hawn. Oh, that's right, yeah. Now, I, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen the fourth kind. To some people, Goldie Hawn. <laughs> was it, uh, what movie was she in? Let's look that up real quick. Keep talking, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. So, I think like that is the thing that kind of bothered me about that movie. Was the idea that these people were... On live, like live footage and live camera. And you could see that there was something not right with them. And I don't know that it wasn't 100% hypnosis to make them believe that they, excuse me, were under attack or their bodies were being taken over by aliens. I don't know. You can't 100% say that's what it was. And I think that's what makes it so creepy to me. There's some people that 
when they talk about UFOs, yeah, the goddamn alien took me up there, probed my asshole. I mean, there's those I don't believe, but there are some that are just concerning. And I think that movie shows that. Yes. Like, I think those people who talk about how they see something up in the sky and the next thing you know, it's 20 or 30 minutes later or an hour later and they don't know where that time gap went. Yeah, absolutely. Like, those are the kind of things that I think are concerning. And before we go on, um, the one with Carrie Russell was called Dark Skies. Oh, Dark Skies. Okay. Yeah. I don't the, I don't know that I've ever seen that you, all the way if through. If you like or... the fourth con, you'd like Dark Skies. Okay. I don't. I can't say that I've seen it or that I've seen it all the way through. But the fourth kind uh, had uh, that Milia Jovovich or Estevez. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Milia Estevez. Um, Jogovic or, yeah. It is terrifying to see those... People, you can almost tell who is not telling the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, you got the Eric Cartmans of the world that they probed my asshole. And then there was proof on TV they took him up there. There was a level in the South Park video game where you had to get out of the ship. <laughs> it is proven. Don't you try to tell me Eric Cartman's a liar. I'm big boned. <laughs> you got a big old satellite in your ass. <laughs> That's why he was big boned. Um, no, but I seriously, like, I have a lot of questions about extraterrestrials, UFOs, and stuff like that. Extraterrestrials are fascinating. And there is that old saying that, first of all, me and Megan argued about it, but there's that saying that we know more about space than we do our own oceans. Mm -hmm. And I used to argue that there's no way. Space is unlimited. I guess... It probably is true. They probably know more about space than they do the oceans. But to me, space, galaxies, and galaxies. Like, I played a game called um, Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Earth or whatever is dying, and they're leaving the galaxy goat to another planet that can be used. Or to try to find another planet that can be um, inhabited. And they go to the Andromeda galaxy. And they had to go in like stasis for like, or whatever, Cairo sleep, Cairo sleep or whatever, for like 700 years. Really? To get there. That's how long it took to get there. And you're going to tell me we know more about space than we do our oceans? The oceans eventually have a limit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The ocean is nothing but a speck in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying like, it's hard to believe, you know? It's fascinating. Like it's you don't tell me there's no life out there. I'm 50-50 on extraterrestrial life. I'm I'm right there with you because like I think that there's a lot of interesting footage out there too <clears throat> that we're not seeing 100% of it. Whether it be aliens or you know this or that. Like I I'm not I'm not to get into that, but there's something else out there. I'm not saying what, I'm not saying who. But I think there's more out there than what we can even realize. There's got to be. There's. It just. It's. Yeah. It's. It's. It's hard to sit here and think that you're the only thing in all of existence. Mm-hmm. This one planet in all of the galaxies is the only one that has living or life on it. You know. Sure. Like they find water on Mars. Water yeah. is a good yeah. sign for life. It's frozen water, I think. But who knows way back, you know? Yeah, that's yeah, that's a whole different 
whole different episode. The fourth kind. That's a good choice. Thank you. Okay. Um, let's see. Let me get back to my list here. My number four is, and this is a theme, kind of a theme for the rest of mine, the Amityville Horror. Oh, man. That's 1979. That not, almost made my list. Not the Ryan Reynolds one. I like that one, but I I'm with care. you. That one wasn't very good. In my so I, I liked it, but I'm with you. The original, you can't you can't touch the original. So the 1979 version had uh, Margot Kidder, mm-hmm. and it had uh, James Brolin, which is she, Josh Brolin's dad. She was a real joke. Shut up. Margot Kidder. <laughs> um. I read the book in high school. This was well after. Yeah, I remember you reading that. And I remember, I think I was a junior in high school, and I was my grandparents, because I lived with my grandparents at the time. Yep. And they were in bed, and I had the light on, and I was reading that book. And I still have that book. And I remember just being so scared that I slept with the light on. And that's not like me. Mm Mm-hmm. It terrified me. I remember that. I remember but us talking about that. The movie, the movie was one of those movies that um, was real popular on the Sci-Fi Channel. And uh, as you know, I did not grow up with cable. I had like four, maybe five channels if I was lucky. Every once in a while, I would get fifty-three in in our area. Right. Yeah. But we got um, we ended up getting Direct TV when I was. 14, 13 or 14. And uh, I remember I was on cloud nine. Access, this is before DVR though. So I had access to all these channels and sci-fi channel was my shit, dude. They showed the Howling 4. They showed Jaws 2. And then they showed the Amityville Horror. Amityville Horror, Amityville Horror 2, The Possession. Yeah. And I remember watching the Amityville Horror and... It just terrified me. Sure. Just, I mean, yeah, it's scary. It's scary shit to think about. There's that scene where they're in the basement, mm-hmm. and they find out they have an extra room behind bricks, and it's like a red room. And then, like, I remember, like, the lady, she's, like, um, like a, not quite a psychic or whatever, but she, like, is um, sensitive. Like, a medium. like sensitive yeah. to beings around her. Mm-hmm. And they open that room, and she, like, freaks the hell out. I rewatched that. That's still scary, dude. Mm-hmm. That terrified me. Hey, um, have you listened to? Um, I'm gonna plug another podcast here. Uh, Talk is Jericho. They he did a whole episode with guys about about the uh, Amityville Horror House. See, that's the thing. I've listened to a lot about the Amityville. I think I think you'd like that one. Um, I've listened to a lot about the DeFeos and stuff like yeah. that. And yeah. Whether you believe it or not, I don't know. But that's kind of besides the point because it's the movie that's terrifying. The movie, you can't tell me that shit happened. I don't believe all that happened. That's to make a profit, you know? Yeah, they're making a movie about... But when it comes to a movie, like, it was scary. And when it comes to a book... They're making a movie to to scare you and make it a little more intense. They're embellishing a little bit. So the little girl, the daughter, she ends up getting a friend called Jody. And I remember Josh Brolin was outside at night and he was walking in. He looks up in her room and you see like his giant, like evil looking pig that has like glowing eyes. And he runs up there and there's nothing in the room. 
that was scary. And also, I probably, in my opinion, the scariest part of that whole movie is when the priest goes in there to bless the, the house. Mm-hmm. And he goes in a certain room and all the flies start gathering around. Yeah. He shuts the door when he goes in to bless it. All the flies start gathering around. He starts smelling something. And it goes real quiet. And then you hear like it's like screeching voice. Like, get out. It's like a whisper at first. And then next thing you know, the door opens. And you hear a real deep, like, demonic voice. Like, get out. And, like, the dude runs. I mean, because that's terrifying. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Like, that was a great scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scary-ass movie, Scary. Dude. Very scary. Yeah, I remember watching. I think I might have even watched it at your grandparents. With I you. mean, you, you've came over so many times watching all the movies I watched. Yeah, because we would watch either sci-fi, chiller, Chiller you turned me on to Chiller. Like Chiller you got me really into Chiller. Good. Tales of the Crypt was always yes. like, ah, and then the, the Amity, Crypt Keeper. Not Amityville. The uh, they had the the Jason show, the Friday the Thirteenth, yeah, yes. and the Freddy Krueger show. Yeah, those were good. Yeah, I remember, yeah, um, yeah. So real quick, back to that talk of Jericho. They did an episode, The Haunting of the Amityville Horror House. John and Jamie from the True Crime Cast podcast returned to talk about the murder case. That is believed to have started the infamous Amityville horror movie franchise. Yeah. Check that out if you get a chance. Because I, I really think that you would enjoy that. Um, number one, you're a big Jericho guy. Mm-hmm. We're both big Jericho guys. Absolutely. And uh, the guys that he interviewed for that, they were very knowledgeable, very well spoken about it. The fact that I'm sitting here talking about a movie... And I still got goosebumps. Sure. Is 100% the reason why it's on my list. Yeah. Like, I kind of want to go back and watch it again. Now, me and Brian, which Brian's my stepdad. Mm-hmm. You, AKA Saw Daddy. <laughs> so, the. We the, need a Saw Daddy button on our board. We really should get one. So, the, the remake came out in like 2005, 2006, or whatever. And by then, I'd already seen all the Amityville movies. Mm-hmm. Or at least one and two, the ones that counted, in my yeah. opinion. And uh, we went and watched the new one, and I thought, didn't didn't do didn't it justice. Hit home run for you? No, it didn't. I mean, great cast, but it just didn't do it for me. But yeah, that's my number four. All that right, one man. terrified me too. Number three on my list. Excuse me. Sorry, I was taking a drink. Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Anthony Hopkins, Jodie Foster, 1991. And Brooke Smith uh, and Ted Levine. As Ted Levine, Buffalo. Buffalo Bill. Bill. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a big horror movie buff. Yeah, you are, yeah. You, <laughs> Sorry. You know, you know your horror shit. Uh, not whores and shit, but horror No, I know and that shit. too. I know oh. that too. <laughs> I've, I've been around the block. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, but that was direct, direct, directed, directed by Jonathan Dinmi. Didn't did me? I don't know his name. Uh, but anyways, um, Ted Levine, aka Captain Stoudemire on Monk. There you go. Yeah, right. I just watched a couple episodes of Monk the other day, and I've seen him on there. Oh, dude, I love Monk. That's like one of that's, my. That's not my favorite, but I, I love can see that why you like show. it. Though. I like Tony. I'm a big Tony, Tony Shalhoub guy. Yeah, 
but anyways, back to Silence of the Lambs. Uh, I remember the first time seeing this as a kid. I think me and Dad watched it. And I just remember thinking, like, this is an intelligent movie. Like, there's a lot of intellectual being there, like substance. Like, Hannibal, he's manipulative, but very intellectual. He's a very intellectual man. Um, and the way, like, the dynamic between him and Jodie Foster, Clarice, um, I think that's very, very well done, the way they did that in the movie. But I think that's also what made it so creepy to me, was how could a guy that is so smart be so manipulative and creepy? Well, okay, so... Hannibal Lecter is um, obviously a genius. He's very smart. Um, he knew how to take advantage of someone to get what he wanted. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he what he what he did in this movie was it was profile. Mm-hmm. Trying to find Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill, and not I, the Buffalo Bills. And I think he knew where to find the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> but on the top of my head, I think, and don't don't quote me on this, but I think they took inspiration from. I th- I want to say Ted Bundy. They okay. asked they asked him opinions on a, a killer they were trying to catch, and I think that he helped profile and helped like kind of like eventually catch the Green River Killer. Yeah, we don't, talked about that the last. Was that what uh, it is? Yeah, we talked about that the last podcast. Okay, don't I mean, I said don't quote me a hundred percent on that. I can't remember. But this is kind of what they were doing, and um, Anthony or Hannibal Lecter wanted to know more about her. First of all, I think he was bored. I do. Yeah. Where he was, I thought he was bored, and his mind needed stimulated. Someone like him, he has to have that, and I understand that. Sure. And um, he was very sophisticated. He he liked finer things in life. Yeah, like he that liked the fucking music, like the food. Fe- fedora he wore, man. That's the whole reason I started wearing a fedora. Not Indiana Jones? Who? Oh, my God. Just kidding. Just kidding. I, I honestly, I don't know if it was a fedora or a I don't know what flat kind of hat brim it was. Hat, I don't remember what hat it man, was. You're talking hat, about the very, very end? Yeah, but that hat had style to it. Um, and like the... the I'm a re- hat guy. The relationship between him and Clary's Jodie Foster... Yeah. ...was, in my, how do I say it, mesmerizing. Like... You know how, like, people say, like, a movie's boring. There's no action. There's no stabbing. There's no car accidents. There's no fighting. You, are you pulling for another Last one, baby. What'd you get? Brian. Saw daddy himself, man. The Mapaguari. 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 Enjoy that one, dude. The chainsaw. I may as well finish mine real quick. It's like root beer dipped in ass. 1930s from the Amazon, the sound of its call shook the forest itself. Like how I did that? Should I should I use that seductive voice more often? Spooky. Spooky. Height, 6'6". Six, six. Weight, a lot. I feel it, brother. Yeah. Interest, long hikes and parkour. 
Parkour. Does he look like a son of a bitch is going to be parkouring? <laughs> Fucking Brian trying to parkour. <laughs> All right, so... With the chainsaw on his hand. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think I got the three coolest ones. Sure, I I don't care about that. They've all tasted like fucking ass juice. I got the chupacabra. I got the Mothman, and now I have the Jersey Devil, nine or uh, seventeen thirty five. Oh, that's straight up freaking fruit punch. I'm sorry. Is it good? Not really. Okay. Um, seventeen thirty five, New Jersey. She gave birth to a hooved bat winged creature. Um, the height seven three. Um, eye color red. Weight. Two to three hundred gabagools. And interests are ski ball and hanging out. Man of my own leisures. Let's see here. Come Ooh, on, Jersey that was Devil. A, that was a sizzler. Come on, New Jersey Devils. I thought you were a fucking Blue Jackets guy. Nope, that smells like shit. I was going to say it tastes like sh- oh, shit, but they all taste like shit, honestly. I only got it because I thought Try it was Try the fun. fruit punch. That is the only halfway good one. It's almost like... It tastes like bubble gum. Okay, so yours. It tastes like TV static mixed with... Like, if you put a TV that has like the TV static going, like the white noise, next to a bowl of fruit. And they just... Grab that flavor. That's it. That's what it tastes TV like. TV static? It's like fuzzy and... Shut up. Okay. But one more thing about like Hannibal is like... Uh, the the original is great. The prequels and the sequels and stuff like that. Um, not bad. Hannibal, the movie Hannibal, where you like cut the guy's brains out. Ray Liotta, rest in peace. Fantastic actor. Yeah, great. Um, where he fed him his own brains and stuff like that on the airplane. Air, was it an airplane? No, no I think they were sitting at a house. table. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. She was on the airplane when she found out about it or whatever. Um, that was wild. I, that, that's a scene in a movie that will always resonate with me for whatever reason. But um, I always thought that mask that Hannibal wore was kind of cool, you know, inspired the it's, first It's ever. become iconic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, NHL goalies, that's pretty much what they wore when they... Basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting thing about um, Silence of the Lambs is that is not the first movie. Really? Silence of the Lambs was not the first movie to feature Hannibal Lecter. And Anthony Hopkins was not the first actor. Well, to- was it? Okay, so... You're blowing my mind right now. The first movie came out in like 85, 86, and it was called Manhunter. Oh, really? And it has... It has what's-his-face. You remember CSI? The Um, original CSI. Like, you remember like the... Let me look it up real quick. Joe Montagna. What the hell are you talking about? Wasn't that his name? No. What was the guy's name? I will tell you here. Okay, so it had uh, William Peterson. Nah, not the guy I'm thinking of. I'm okay. thinking of the guy that was on The Simpsons. He was a cop, Will Graham, <clears throat> trying to apprehend a killer. 
and I think he was like using Hannibal Lecter, but the first person to play Hannibal Lecter was Brian Cox. This is Brian Cox. You should know who this is. Show me Mr. Cox. Oh, wow. That's the first man to play Hannibal Lecter. Really? Yes. The first book in the that whole series, I think it was called The Red Dragon. Yeah, Red Dragon. Yeah. Okay, so they you, made a movie about it. Okay, that. Yeah. so I think... But they made it like yes, 15 years after the first but Silence Re- of the Lambs. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not wrong, like I said, again, don't quote me. This is off the top of my head. But Red Dragon was like a new version of Manhunter. Okay. And Manhunter came out in 85, 86. It's definitely worth a watch. You really should watch that movie. It's I've good. seen it. Manhunter? Yeah. No, no, no. I thought you meant American Red Dra- Dragon. Red, Red Dragon. Oh. You definitely... Okay, so we had some technical difficulties. Um, and what we're going to do is we are going to um, start where we left off. We were still talking about Silence of the Lambs, I believe. Yes. Um, but what we will do, and sorry for any of the, um, the little miscommunication, the mishaps here, but we're going to go ahead and go into uh, my number three. Yes. Um, before we do that, though, we did finish off our seltzers, and we are on to a different beer. We're not going to talk about what it is because it's not to be reviewed. Yeah, it's not relevant. But, man, does mine taste like tomatoes? <laughs> I like tomatoes. I love tomatoes. I hate tomatoes. Oh, Ryan hates tomatoes. Amber hates tomatoes. Megan hates tomatoes. What the hell is wrong with you? That's what's wrong with you guys. Not enough tomatoes in your life. I do not like tomatoes. Okay, so my number three um, scariest movie is Hereditary. And it's a... Sounds like a personal issue. Right. Um, It is a more modern film. 2018, 19, I think. Okay. And it has Tony Collette. Clit? Tony Collette. Tony Clit. Um, Gabriel Byrne. Gabriel Byrne. I can't remember. I think it's Gabriel Byrne. Um, Burn them down. And it has Alex Wolf. And I know you have not seen this movie, have you? No, no, no. So, what? Um, the old man. The Is he an old man? Gabriel Byrne? Yeah, he's older now. Okay, that's he what was, I, he, I I think I know the name. It sounds familiar. I don't know. Have you ever seen the Schwarzenegger movie, End of Days? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like okay, that movie. Yeah. That's the guy that played the devil. Really? Yes. Okay. That's okay. But um, I don't want to... Step wanna... inside. Sorry, I went Slipknot on you. Speaking of Slipknot, that last album is not good. <laughs> I've only listened to a couple songs, so... I'll let, I'll let you know next show. That's not good. And um, The Devil on an Eye, is that what it's called? Uh, chapter 5, I think. That album's not that great either. I like that album. That song is not that good either. I like that song. See? I don't know. Uh, I, uh, All right, let's get back to our yeah. topic. Okay, so this is a supernatural slash demonic film. Um, like I said, I can't get into it because there's a lot of twists and turns. It's a slow burn film. But I am telling you, Tony Collette's performance in this movie. Sorry. The fact that she did not win Best Actress is Highway Robbery. Probably the best, some of the best acting I've ever seen in really? a movie. She did fantastic in this movie. Um, 
it's tough because I want to talk about it, but I don't want to ruin it. And I'm not going to because you deserve I mean, No, I'm not going to ruin it. You deserve to watch this movie. Okay. Everyone deserves to watch Fair Hereditary. Enough. If you're a horror fan and you like scary movies, you deserve to watch Hereditary without it being ruined. Okay. Fair enough. But to me... I'm on repeat. Fair enough. It's more of a... Uh, <laughs> modern version not not a modern version but like it's our exorcist of this time period really in my opinion yeah it's a, it's a very it's a smarter film in my opinion like it doesn't just take jump scare jump scare jump scare jump scare like it you get a sense of dread throughout the whole entire film and it just builds and builds and builds until it just fucking takes over i kind of feel like that's where the horror movie genre is going like dread, dread, dread. It, it really is. And then they'll, they'll get you when you're least expecting it. So like, not to get off um, topic here, but like the movie, the witch, have you watched the witch? Yes. Okay. So Megan hated that movie. I didn't think it was very good either. I know a lot of people, some people didn't like it, but I loved it. Really? Yes. I thought it was, I mean, it was pure dread throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I a mean, lot, it lot of made, it doom or really, gloom. And yes, then, it yeah. really took you back to that time period when all that happened. Like, yeah. That's another movie that uh, comes to mind when I think of that slow burn dread. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really well acted. But since you haven't seen it, I mean, that's all I can really add to Hereditary. But I there's a couple scenes in that movie that had me with my, my mouth open like, what the hell? You know what I mean? I I prefer to keep my mouth closed. That's not what I heard. No, well, <laughs> you heard wrong. All right. Um, so let's go ahead and get into your number two. Number two. Doctor Evil. Hello, number two. Just kidding. Um, I'm anxious to see what it is. Number two for me. This movie. It paranoid me as a preteen and even kind of a little bit as a teenager. This movie was Joyride. Paul Walker. Paul Walker, Steve Zahn, and our guy um, Ted Levine again. Also, it had Lily Lily Sobiski, I think is how you say it. Sobiski. Okay. Um. I love this movie. I know you're like, you're giving me that look like, really? Like, this scared you? But what? Like, this could have been you and me. Like, we did stupid shit in my car all the time as a teenager. I could see us having a CB radio and getting a hold of Candy Cane or Rusty Nail or... You know, be, we we could have been Candy Cane and Rusty Nail could have been out there. Tell me I'm wrong. Listen, you know the kind of personality I have. I do not take well with intimidation. If someone tries to intimidate me, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to I'm ready to roll. So, if there was a way to get this guy out of that semi, I am ready to fuck that guy up, dude. But you didn't know where he was. Yeah, he could have been right behind you. He could have been twenty miles behind. That's what's scary. What's what's no? Okay, what's scary about it is the semi does so much damage. One mistake, you're done. Yeah, and that's scary. I love the ending of that movie. 
I'm not, you know, not going to give that away right right now, but I I've only ever seen the first one. I know they made a couple of them. Um, I don't remember what happens at the end, but to me, what Joyride reminds me of is like a more modern version of Steven Spielberg's Duel. Okay, and that was Spielberg's like first movie mm-hmm. about a crazed guy in a semi chasing after a guy constantly. Mm-hmm. And that that is crazy. That's that's scary. It can happen. It can happen. It it's, can happen. Compared to the rest of these movies, that one can happen. Amber. Okay, so like, okay, to put a little context on it, Amber was in traffic at a red light, and this guy in the Civic cut a semi off. Long story short, this guy in the Civic cut a semi off. The semi driver at the red light got out of his truck. Went up and beat on the window a lot like that Ohio State game I told you about. Mm-hmm. And told the guy, he's like, what the fuck is your problem? They got into a confrontation in the middle of a red light. That's scary. And to think that you could have an issue with a semi driver via CB radio, that's frightening. I mean, also because you never know, even if this person was to get out of their semi, you never know what they have on What them. they have. They, they could have, have a gun. gun. Yeah. Their fist. I mean, you don't. It's, I mean. When you, when you react to road rage, when you react to people cutting you off or whatever, you never know. Like that Unhinged movie with Russell Crowe. Yeah. You just never know what you're walking into. Kaka, Russell Crowe. The look on your face. Yeah, you're such a great. loser. Great. Um, all I got to say to you is Candy Cane. Um, Are really, you there, Candy Cane? I really, I really. Ted Levine. I really, I didn't even know he was in it. Yeah, he played the voice of Rusty Nail. I really cannot um, voice an opinion on this movie because it has been years since I've watched this movie. I, I haven't seen years. it in a couple of years, yeah. But I just remember that movie scaring the shit out of me. Me and my dad watched it. I've only was... ever seen the first one. Really? Yeah. Um, I've seen the second one, too. It's not as good. It's very cheap. Um, but I remember watching this movie with my dad, and it was just like one of my favorite. Like, I'm a big, I'm a sucker, though. I'm a sucker for Paul Walker. I'm a sucker for Steve Zahn, like uh, the mm-hmm. two of my favorite actors. And I bought the DVD when I was a kid. Okay. You could actually play it with alternate versions of the voice of Rusty Nail. Who so, else voiced him? So Ted Levine, and then I'm trying to think of who and else Ted, was. Ted Levine was the ones in the movie. Yes, okay. yeah. And then you could play it with Ted Levine. Eric Roberts was one. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Eric Roberts. Yeah, yeah. All I could think of was Office Space. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, fellas. Um, I'm going to need you to pull over to the side of the road because uh, your TPS reports are due. Okay, so first of all... <laughs> Come on, give, give me a little Office Space love there. First of all, I've maybe seen half of Office Space. What? And that's been 20-something years ago, dude. I cannot voice my opinion on no, that. No, we are going to sit down. I'm going to make you. I'm going to force you to sit down and watch Office Space with me. I, That's I, one of my all-time favorite movies. I remember when it came out, dude. That was in 90, 99, maybe? Maybe. 2000? Yeah. That's like one of my favorite 
movies ever. Gosh, so, sorry to let you down on that one, dude. I'm gonna make you watch it. Um, yeah, I really can't voice an opinion on that one. So, you got anything else to add to that? No, I'm good. I'm good. So we're going into my number two. Okay, now my number two and my number one were tough. Although I think I did the right call. Who does number two work for? If you were what to move, wait, wait, what movie? Austin Powers. Yeah, it's like, if you were to guess my number two, what would you guess? I'm interested to see what you say. <sighs> I feel like. The Exorcist might be up there. Okay. Is that your guess? Mm, yeah. For number two? Sure. Incorrect. My number two scariest movie of all time. The Omen. I just watched that last week. Okay. Um, great movie. Not the scariest movie. My number two, and it is my personal opinion, John Carpenter's best film. The Thing. Oh, really? The Thing is a absolutely terrifying film. Now, this is also goes along the lines of like um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, yeah. It's when you think aliens, you either think the little small gray man, or you think some monstrous alien coming. Mars after attacks. You. Exactly. I love that movie too. But what's terrifying is what if this being can be broken down into microorganisms and completely take over a human being, completely replicate them. Kind of right back to the faculty. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that this takes place in Antarctica, there is no help. There's nowhere to run. You can't run outside. It's during a storm, like an Antarctic storm. You're going to freeze to death. Like, this movie, in my opinion, is the movie that gave you the ultimate paranoia. You're talking Keith David. You're talking Kurt Russell. I mean, these guys, some of the best acting. And these are guys that trust each other. And when they realized what was going on, nobody trusted anybody. You you had to eat out of cans. You, you couldn't serve each other. Like, you couldn't stay around each other too much. Sounds like a winter in Magnetic Springs. Exactly. <laughs> but I just, I remember watching this in my apartment in Marysville when I was living with my mom. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being so scared. I remember she was ordering a pizza and we had a What knock- kind of pizza? I don't remember. I oh. think that's when Marysville had a Papa John's. Oh, you remember yeah. when Big Bear used to be there? Yeah, the John's. trading zone. Yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I think she ordered a pizza and like they had it delivered because we live pepperoni. Okay, so you know where Aldi's is? Yes. Okay. Sorry. You know the apartments back there? Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The Allen B apartments. That's yeah, where we yeah. used to live. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't know that. So. She ordered a pizza or something, and I remember them knocking on the door to deliver the pizza. And I'm thinking, I'm like six, seven years old, just being terrified that we cannot trust a pizza delivery guy. We can't trust him. He's not. You don't know if he's human. Yeah, or not. John's papa. He uh, he was coming for you. 
you don't know if he's human or not. But just imagine, I was, you know how your mom, your but, mom and dad, like, didn't want you to watch those movies? Mm-hmm. I watched those movies with my mom. Yeah. My favorite films as a kid were rated R. Sure. Terminator, The Thing, you know. Yeah, my, my very first, like, R-rated movie was The Predator. There you go. I was very young. I mean, I don't, eight or nine, but like but you it left said, an impression on you. Yeah, though. yeah, exactly. Like you said, I wasn't watching those movies re- like religiously. Now, since you've seen the thing, yes, we can talk about like the ending and stuff. If you mm-hmm. haven't seen the thing, Jesus Christ, where have you been? It came out in especially if you're a horror movie fan. It came out in '82, but the very end, when it was Kurt Russell and Keith David, I noticed something. And I looked it up and I was right. So there's a storm coming. You're not going to survive this storm. No. The no. building's completely destroyed. The day after tomorrow. Basically. And uh it's Kurt Russell and Keith David sitting there. The only Wasn't two survivors. Kurt Russell in the day after tomorrow? That was Dennis Quaid. Oh, close enough. And they were sitting there and you don't know who's who's the thing, who's not. You don't know. It's between these two guys. If you pay attention, and I pointed this out to Megan when I had her watch it, and she didn't think it was that good. And it blows my mind because that movie scared the shit. It still bothers me. It still scares me. If you look at Kurt Russell, you can see breath coming out. He's breathing. You can see the hot air coming out. If you look at Keith David, it's freezing temperatures. No breath coming out. No No hot air coming out. And then it just goes off. You don't know what happens. It just goes off. I think Keith David was the one that was infected. I think Kurt Russell was the only human to survive it. Only human. And if you know one thing about me, I am a huge, huge Kurt Russell fan. I love Kurt Russell. Yeah. Like Escape from New York. Oh, Escape from L.A. Yeah. Fucking love this movie. Snake Bliskin, man. Yes. Love those movies. That was my dad's shit, man. Absolutely. love that. But um, ah, snake. It, ah, that's I'm gonna have to. I need to watch those again. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, some of his best work, in my opinion. Just the the overall paranoia, not knowing who you can trust. People that you knew, people mm-hmm. that you were friends with, knowing that you can't trust them. You don't know. You have to look for the smallest signs, and they're being they mean different. Different. And before we get off this topic of the thing, in the very beginning, you see Norwegians and a, and a couple of Norwegian guys in a uh, a helicopter chasing after this dog, this husky, and they're shooting at it and they're throwing grenades at it. If you speak Norwegian, I do not. Okay, if you do, uh huh, they ruin the whole entire story right there. Don't shoot like they're like don't shoot this dog. This dog is an alien. It's not the dog. Whatever. Yada yada yada. But if you speak Norwegian and you watch the movie, the whole entire plot is ruined. Really? Yeah. Because they end up making a um, a prequel in like 2012. Not as good at all. But it showed that it was a Norwegian camp in Antarctica that the alien attacked first the the thing, and then it gets transported over to the American outpost. Oh, interesting. Really interesting. I thought. And, and I will die on this hill. I will die on this hill that The Thing is John Carpenter's best film. It is better than Halloween. 
followed closely by, and I think Halloween's not even his second best. I think Halloween might be his third or fourth best because I also think that Escape from New York is one of his best movies. Yeah, that's that's so. really good. Yeah, it's a toss up for me between Halloween and Escape. Man, the thing is what did it. I, I'm, I'm with me. you. The, the thing is good, too. It's very, very good. But that's my number two. All right. Good good choice there. Um, I'm going to go to number one here for me. Um, like I said, not really like any order or anything for me. But here we go. Here we go. Number one, Cape Fear. The remake or the original? The original. 100% the original. Was that Gregory Peck? Gregory Peck. Robert De Niro. No, Robert De Niro's in the remake. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, so I'm sorry. You said the remake or the... Yeah, my bad. Uh, the remake. So... Cape Fear, really? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. De Niro, man. I'm a, I'm a sucker for De Niro. Bobby, Bobby De Niro. Bobby De Niro. Um, also had Gregory Peck in that one. Yeah, he was like a lawyer or Yeah, he played the one. lawyer. Yep. Uh, Juliette Lewis, uh, Jessica mm-hmm. Lange. Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Yes, absolutely. It was released in uh, 1991 and was uh, directed by the great Martin Scorsese. Mm -hmm. Um, How about that movie? Do you want to talk about it first? Give me your opinion on it? Sure. Or do you want me to give my opinion on it? Sure. No, I'm just saying, like, I love that movie, man. I will give my opinion on this movie. The original was very good. All right. Um, The original was very good. But... Robert De Niro as Max Cady. He played that to a fucking T, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, the slick back hair, the, the clothes, cigar. the cigar, like that that persona, that swagger he had. Mm-hmm. He was a bad dude. Like, he was a sick dude. Like, fresh out of prison, like, you know, like, rough and tough dude. Um and like I think a thing too about that movie was again I was a little kid, uh, but I remember like the language they used in it, like that different dialect. Mm-hmm. That was what made it so. Yeah, because wasn't he like like Robert Nero's character? Wasn't he like Southern or something? Very Southern, like Louisiana, like yeah. I don't know Louisiana maybe. Right. Um, and then he kind of like like the daughter, like Juliette Lewis, whatever her name uh, is, like she becomes infatuated with him or and, something. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because he's got that that charm, he's got a he's got a charm to him. Okay. Whether you want to admit it, it's it's a gross, it's the bad it's boy a, charm. Yeah, is what it it's is. a bad boy charm. But on his end, it's a gross charm that he's infatuated with her just as much as she's infatuated. It's very with. gross. I agree. Yes, it's a it's a very sick. Because you played a, de- a teenage girl. Yes, exactly. I agree on that. Um, she she's infatuated with him, but he's also infatuated with her. And that's what leads this whole thing. Well, if you've seen the movie, you know why he's doing what he's doing. But like I said, the language, the um, dialect and everything like that really draws you in. Now, something that's kind of funny. It's kind of a, a funny thing. I always got, especially as a kid... I always got Nick Nolte and William Defoe mi- really mixed up. Really, yeah. So I would always refer to as Nick Nick Nolte as William Defoe, and William Defoe as Nick Nolte. That is interesting. I don't know why, but I always did that. 
Um, I like Nick Nolte. I'm a big fan of like um, 48 Hours, another mm-hmm. 48 Hours. Um, I had just, re- not recently, but probably like 2012, 2013 was the first time I ever sat down and watched the Cape Fear remake all the way through. Okay, really? Yes. Not a fan. Really? Not a fan. Um, it is that a, boat scene is iconic. Man. It is a very highly thought of film. Very highly thought of film. And maybe I should go back and watch it again now that I'm older. Mm-hmm. I, I would But agree. I remember watching it and just being like aggravated with the movie. Really? You're like, who would do this? Who would do that? I mean, why are we doing this? It doesn't make any sense. And I know you get that with a lot of horror films, but that one especially aggravated me. That surprises me. I, I'm i not trying to say that it's a bad film. It just did not hit home for me. Really? Um. So. It's because you like little girls. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoa. Just That's kidding. the second time, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> just kidding. Second time. I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> just please don't ever show up at my house dressed like a clown. I'm going to now, bitch. Um. I'm a little surprised that that made it is on your list. I mean, not uh, in any particular order, but it made okay. it on your list. I'm a little surprised. Another reason why I think like that. Well, another thing that kind of ties into that movie was the Simpsons spoof of it. Do you remember that episode? Was that the one with Snake? No, Sideshow Bob. He was acting as Max Cady. And he, Dude, it's been so long. He man. rode under their car, and then he got out and he stepped on the uh, rake, and it hit him in the oh, face. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, such good stuff. He's going after Bart, and they are singing the song on the boat and everything. Oh, the Simpsons make everything better. Okay, okay, I understand that. So, I guess we'll go ahead and get into my number one. Number one, baby. My number one is very cliche. Okay. It is the scariest movie of all time. The Exorcist. I knew it. Okay, now listen. I had a lot of um, exposure, not so much watching the film, but exposure like my mom would talk about it or whatever um, to this movie when I was a kid. My mom always warned me, I don't want you to watch this movie. This movie messed me up when I seen it in theaters when I was a kid. You don't you don't want to watch this movie. It'll screw you up. It's it's not good. It's not good. And I remember they re-released it, the version you've never seen in theaters in two thousand. Okay, like the twenty sixth, twenty seventh anniversary or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember like they would show previews for it and my mom was like, I don't want you to watch that. I don't want you to watch that. And she would pull me away from seeing it. My mom never hid me from movies. We watched the evil dad. We watched the Terminator. We watched the thing. We watched every, mm-hmm. every movie you could think of. Yeah. That was the only movie that she held me back from. Really? So going back to when the story, when we first got cable. Okay. So maybe a year, maybe two years after we got cable, maybe a year, um, we had some family over at my house from Kentucky, and everybody was asleep. And my grandma, you know how she likes to stay up late and watch movies? Well, we were sitting in the dining room watching TV, 
And that was the first time I ever seen The Exorcist was with my grandma. <laughs> of all people. Of all people. And uh, we it was on Sci-Fi Channel, so it was heavily neutered. And it wasn't the version you've never seen, so it, it cut out a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I remember just looking over at my grandma, and my grandma has a strong faith. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, yeah very, very much so. And not intimidated at all. I'm 12, 13 years old, and I'm like... You're pissing yourself. This shit's scary. I look over her. Yeah, no problem. We watch it. She goes to bed. I lay in. I lay in bed. I'm scared. Oh, actually, I lay on the couch because I had family in my bedroom. But I lay on the couch. I'm like, and wait, Jesus wait, wait. Christ, I'm they terrified. Were, they were from Kentucky. You might as well crawled in bed with them. Shut up. <laughs> it ain't West Virginia. <laughs> but uh, I was terrified, and. I could get into The Exorcist so much, but I mean, they've it's been dissected and talked about. Mm-hmm. The real life sure. stories based on the book. I have read the book. Mm-hmm. It was another book that I read in high school. Yeah, I remember um, that too. I'm I was going to say, didn't you read the book? I or did. Something? If I'm not mistaken, I think I read it after the Amityville Horror. It is not as scary as the Amityville Horror. Yeah, the book is nowhere near as scary as that. The Amityville Horror. But the movie, the movie The Exorcist is scarier than Amityville Horror. And I know a lot of it's ridiculous. I know, I know, I get that. I understand that. So. I was trying to move my head around. I know. You're going to end up throwing your back out. You need to stop. (laughs) So. Just vomited all over. Oh, no, that was a scary movie, my bad. I think in 2019, me and Megan, we went to Washington, D.C. Yeah. And the movie took place in Georgetown. And we ended up traveling to Georgetown, and Georgetown was, like, absolutely busy, absolutely crazy. What the hell are you doing? I had an exorcist. You just shot a ball out of your mouth. I thought it was an egg. <laughs> Go but, on. I'm sorry. But I remember My bad. Georgetown was crazy as shit, but she's like, we're not leaving Georgetown until you get to those steps. The exorcist steps. You're not. We're not leaving. So we pull in there real quick. We find the steps. No parking. Can't park here. You're going to be towed. We park there. And I walked all the way up and down. And your the, car got towed. No. Oh. But I walked all the way up and down the exorcist steps in Georgetown. And it was a really cool experience. This was what was in the movie where the priest jumps out and he breaks his neck. Yeah. It was a really cool experience. Um the Exorcist has terrified me. Regan from the movie has completely terrified me. Sure. To the point that I've had a couple dreams about her. And uh, when we were at that cabin in Michigan. Yeah, I remember that. I told you guys the story of the dream I had where. Okay, so we lived out in the country you know, where, we li- where yep. I lived. Yeah, absolutely. And just down the road from here. I remember I was getting ready for school. I'm sitting outside or standing outside waiting for the school this bus. This is the dream, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm standing outside waiting for the school bus to come up. And I remember, even though it's morning and it was a little bit daylight out, this the sky was like a dark, dark gray. Like it didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. So the school bus, I'm, a, I'm usually like the eighth or ninth person I got picked up Mm -hmm. the school bus pulls up I get on the bus there's nobody on the bus except one person sitting halfway through the bus I go and sit all the way maybe two or three seats from the back and 
we take off and it is dead silent and I don't hear nothing, but we don't stop to pick up any other kids. So I'm getting a little concerned. So I look over. Oh, they were all absent that day. Yeah. So I look over and I mean, I look up over the seat and I see the top of her head and she like stands up while we're driving. Like the bus is going completely turns her head around to look at me and said, I I can't remember, but she said something like you, you are, you're going to die tonight or you're going to die today or something like that. I can't remember. This has been 15 years ago, but I remember her head stays in the same spot, but her body completely twists back over to match her head and she goes down. Belief beneath the steps, like beneath the seats. And I remember freaking out. I jump up on top of the seat and all I hear is growling and hissing and moving. And I jump to the next seat over. And when I jump over, the next thing I know, my leg is grabbed. I'm getting pulled. I'm getting pulled underneath the seats. And I remember waking up from that. And it just, it completely. Oh, good thing you woke up. Yeah. Freddy Krueger was coming for you. She said something like, you know, you you won't survive the night. You'll die or something like that. Or everyone will die. Mm-hmm. But it's not the first dream I've had about Reagan, but it's the one that really stuck with me. Sure. Ronald but, Reagan, man. He leaves a hell of a dream on you. But she has always terrified me. And it sucks because, like, they made, like, an exorcist, too. They made a hell of a Yeah, night. yeah. And Linda Blair, like, she grew up and she was an attractive woman. But you could never look past the fact that that's fucking Reagan. No way you could look at her. Like, yeah, she made a hell of a Ronald Reagan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the movie left an, uh, an impression on me that... Mm, I sure, sh- yeah. I mean, that's... That that dream itself is devastating. Not not to get off topic here. Um, I mean not hundred percent, but since we're done with the movies, I had a dream. Okay, you know my first apartment in Delaware. Yeah, I lived alone in that apartment, and I had a lot of bad times in that. I apartment. remember that. Yeah. Okay. So, I had a dream where I was in this tall house like not quite a mansion but pretty decent size okay and i remember i was upstairs sleeping and i woke up and in the doorway i seen a black shadow go by i get up and i go after the shadow like i get over to see what who it is and at the end of the hallway is like a bathroom and in the bathroom there's this light it's like a pool like, you pull the string, it's like one light bulb. Yeah, I got it. one in my garage. Right. And I remember that in my dream, that's the only light that was in the hallway. It was that one light bulb. And I remember walking towards the bathroom, and I get this overwhelming feeling of terror. Don't keep, like, don't go further. Don't, like, you don't keep going towards this. You need to stop. Mm-hmm. And... Of course, you know, in my dream, I'm walking towards it. And the next thing you know, I hear like a very, very low, like guttural growl. And I look up and in the back corner of the bathroom and you can make it out. Because even though the bathroom is mostly black, you can make out this figure of a black, like this black figure. It's pitch black. Sure. And I remember it growling. 
And I remember this was more when I was religious, calling out to like God and Christ and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like protect me, whatever. And this thing not liking it. And it would run towards me. But once I would scream out to God, like it would stop. Like it would kept like crawling and trying to grab at me and grab at me and grab at me. And eventually I woke up. Well, I told my mom and grandma about that. And what really screwed me up was they both have had dreams like that of a black figure coming after them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It was something That's that always... That's interesting, man. Like, I, I mean, this... I know it's this, something to think about. I know this isn't really what our podcast is about, but it just is a dream, like, like you know, with demonic, with, like, black spirits, dark spirits. Sure. Just... Don't cast that shit on me, homie. Oh, it's done. It's all over you, buddy. <laughs> but, okay, so... We are at our top five. We're done? Yeah, well, I'm good. Um, well, before we do I that... Think- I want to give a shout out to the one that barely missed my list is Cannibal Holocaust. Have you ever seen it? Never. Okay. Cannibal Corpse. Good band. It is a good band. Just kidding. I'm not a big fan. I like Cannibal Corpse. Cannibal Holocaust. Um, I don't even want to get into that. That's a very gory, nasty movie, but that barely missed my list. Um, Let's go ahead and get into our beer review. Sounds good. Our seltzer review. Um, I'll start. Go for it. Okay, so this was a shot in the dark. I came across this place in Dublin. Okay, you know the Chinese buffet in Dublin that you and I went to? Buffet, yeah. The buffet? Yeah. The Chinese buffet? Yeah, good story about that, but that's for another time. Okay, right next to him is a... Whole uh, Foods. Right here, I brought you a keychain from it. Oh, hey, thanks, brother. Called the Perfect Pour. Perfect Pour, I like. This that. place has beers from everywhere, and That's they have awesome. a they have a draft system. You walk in there, you drink beer while you're like shopping around for oh, other beer. That's really cool. And that's why I came across this. It's called the Perfect Pour. Yeah. So if you're in Dublin, Ohio, definitely, def, yeah, Dublin, Ohio, not Ireland, Dublin, Ohio, definitely check them out. Um, and that's where I got this. And it was a shot. I thought it'd be fun. It, it was a lot of fun. I it tasted it. like shit, but it was fun. It was fun. I mean, it come down to the fact The presentation that on the can is cool. Four treats, two tricks. When actually it all turned out to be all tricks. All tricks. All fucking all tricks. tricks. Um, I actually love the cans. I love the idea. I think it's so much fun. I love the illustration on it. I think I it's agree. great. And it is the only reason why I'm going to give this a... Two and a half out of three. For the out of five, brother. Or obviously two and a half out of five. <laughs> out of three. That's, that's one too many uh, seltzers. One too, too many seltzers. Too for many me. Uh, uh, New Jersey Devils for yeah. you. <laughs> no, I give it a, a two and a half out of five. Um, I think I just. It didn't taste good, even though the ones that were supposed to taste good, it did not taste good. They didn't great. taste good. They did not taste good. And I just, I'll give them credit for it. It's fun. So, again, um, can was cool. I love, I, I really love the idea of the can and the uh, presentation and the different uh, uh, 
what do you want to call it? What cryptos on it? Uh, cryptos, yeah. Cryptos on it. Yeah, um, cryptozoology and shit like that. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Uh, so therefore, I think with that being said, there's not much to to talk about the taste because there was no taste. It all tasted like piss to me. Um, I'm gonna give it a solid two. So that'll be about an average. Did I say two point five? Two point five. So we're talking average of. 2.25. Yeah. It's so I'm going to make it on the show again. Unfortunately, this will not make it on the show again. Um, I think they do a different version every year, but I don't think it's good enough to try again. It was fun to do this. It was time. fun. Cool. Yeah. It was like, fun and cool. I give them all the credit for doing this. It yeah. was a lot of fun, but man, if you're going to do I this. I love the can and the idea of it. Yeah. Like if you're going to do this, you definitely got to put a difference, like a big difference between your tricks and your treats. Uh-huh. You can't be having us drinking this and be like, is this a trick or a treat? It was all a trick. <laughs> yeah. So, well, with that being said, um, uh, we're at the end of our episode and... We haven't quite decided what our next topic will be. We're going to get one more October episode. One more October episode. Um, we have a couple ideas we're floating around. Um, we're not going to do a review of Halloween ends, right? Right. Maybe like a mini review. Mini review at the beginning okay. of the next episode. So we'll talk about that. But other than that, you'll have to stay tuned for our next episode. Do you have your lock of the week? Ooh, my lock of the week. Okay, I forgot all about that. My lock of the week is I have UNC beating Duke by more than seven. Duke is a seven-point underdog. Okay. And my lock of the week is the Kansas-Oklahoma game. I'm taking the over-under. It's a 62-point. Over under, I'm taking the under. I think that's wise. I think it's an underscore. I think that's very wise. At one time, I'd say no because Oklahoma would have scored all those points, but not now. Not now. Not now. And I think the last thing we got to do is just do our rundown of our socials. Um, we got Facebook, one bourbon, one scotch, two beards. Go over there, like us, give us a some love on Facebook, or you can go to our Insta, which is Two Beard Pod. Uh, Twitter is one beer at one beards and our email is two beards pod at gmail.com. And please, if you guys want to hear anything in particular, just let us know, email us or comment on our uh, Facebook. Like we want to know what you guys want to hear, because if you want to hear about it, we will definitely make an episode about it. Um, cause as of right now, we're just shooting the shit. What things we like. Yeah. Um, but we would like to hear what you have to say, what you want to hear. And again, it's Facebook. Is one Go over and like us on Facebook at One Bourbon, One Scotch, Two Beards. Go over to Instagram and give us some love at Two Beard Pod. Or Twitter at One Beards. Or our email at TwoBeardsPod at gmail.com. And with that being said, we will see you guys in two weeks hopefully we can record on time this time this time it was a week a day late the day late yeah but all um, good uh we will catch you guys next time later <laughs>